Hello and welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick and Sam Kegovich. How's your week been? Well, it's terrific, but uh, in this world of, uh, you know, broken friendships, agitation, you know, headbutting, violence, mm. Mm. you know, it's good to come to a compatible environment where you and I just get on swimmingly. Oh, rattle off, you idiot. <laughs> Doing, who's doing that noise in the background? Can you shut up? Tonight on the show, there is drama all over the place <laughs> with the stars you. of the show being John and Bernie, gay and singer, and if I didn't know any better, I'd say that that would be the intro to Celebrity Splash. <laughs> and, of course, if you were at home didn't know any better, you'd probably switch channels if this was Celebrity Splash you as know, well. You know, this is going to hurt me, but I tend to agree with you there. What a waste of TV space. And this show isn't much better either but they don't have toss-up, and we do. And as we brought to you, of course, by our good friend, sportingbet.com.au. Not that bloke that's in trouble, surely. <laughs> <laughs> we start with the drama surrounding the Tomich clan. In a nutshell, Bernard had a blue with his dad, who's also his coach, John. Bernie's hitting partner stepped in, uh, something to do with a carton of milk. John does the old Liverpool kiss and headbutts him, breaks his nose, knocks him out. What... Do you make of all of this love fest between the Tomiches well, and the Well, I'll tell you what, if I just woke up, I'd have to pitch myself thinking that Yelena Dokic is back here in Demir <laughs> because it's got all the earmarks of the Dokic, uh, you know, saga, unfortunately. Now, I don't know this. He say, they say, I say, we say. Well, one, he's apparently pleaded self-defence. By headbutting. Because we all know that if a carton of milk, a bloke comes to you with a carton of milk, you've got a headbutting. <laughs> but how do you self-defend yourself with, by headbutting? I mean to say... Anyhow, allegedly, if you had a head like yeah, yours, you could butt me in the next Thursday. I think the one thing that's abundantly clear, I think it's time that they part ways the elite. I don't know this Tomic story, <laughs> but I think Mr Tomic was very good to uh, Bernard in their infancy growing up. But when you get the elite level, you need a genuine qualified coach yes. at the elite level. It's time to cut the uh, umbilical cord and uh, let the kid have his head. I know from the Balkan region, European <laughs> families... You can tend say to be, it. I Your can't. last name is well, Kegan. I'd be claimed as a racist well, they if are. I threw Those that parents out. really cling on to their family. You've got no idea. Especially there's a bit it's of time. coin involved. Well, no, the coin's irrelevant. Although, <laughs> see, you're, that's your base camp again. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I am sick and tired are, of you. your material values. <laughs> you're, you know... We're one segment into the show yeah. and you've already made the promo. Well, the coin's irrelevant. <laughs> Another drama you of epic... multiplied your possessions and reduced your values, you. You are uh, pathetic. Another drama of epic proportions is the gay Waterhouse John Singleton drama, which yielded absolutely nothing in the inquiry, except threats to ban Andrew Johns for life if he didn't tell the story. This, if you all remember the fine cotton thing, they all got banned for life. They're all back on the track. Let me tell you. This was a methodical, systematic dismantling of the opposition by Gay. It was a slaughterhouse. She just... Singo... Was, she was a, a cut above went the in rest... There with a water pistol ...and exposed and the Gay whole exercise cannons. for what it really was, a total sham. Yes. And at the end of the day, let me tell you, nothing was resolved... There was no uh, questions answered. Nobody, no nothing one, will happen. No one, they might get a fine a, for administering a drug to a horse and not telling the stewards. I'd rather watch Kim Kardashian and I can't stand it. But that was just pathetic. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Murray and his cohorts must have just pinched themselves. Well, and and I, I thought Gay summed it up pretty well when she said, you know, it was a sham. But on Singo's side, she had, uh, he had a, a, a trumped-up jockey. He had a, a brothel owner. And, uh, and, and a footballer. <laughs> she said, and you've got the temerity of putting them before well, me hang against on, the Gay, Waterhouse Empire. Gay's got a couple of blokes that aren't all clean cut. Maybe a son's hey, clean Jay, who cut. Are they? Robbie's not clean cut. 
Robbie's been up and... But Robbie paid his due penance, so what's No, he wrong? didn't. He got life and he didn't serve life. Got life. But now they're threatening Andrew Johns with life. Anyway, it's something that has re re revealed absolutely nothing, but at the end the of the day... The tragedy of it all is two friends. They'll make up again because yeah, the singer doesn't hold grudges. No, of course. Gay won't hold grudges. On Monday... You and I do. Yes. Essendon released their internal Switkowski report into the use of performance-enhancing drugs at the club. No-one's actually doing a report as to this Ziggy's is... handling of Telstra when it's he was another in charge. Uh, it questioned the programs used around this the use of supplements. Now, what do you make now, of it Now, look, all? I'll tell you what I make of it. Like, I have the pathetic first two segments of our story. Nothing was resolved. Nothing. And this is nothing been resolved. In fact, this has brought up more questions than answers. Oh, can I say something yeah, very quickly? No, certainly, please do. What I really got upset with was the way the journalist said he slammed the use of performance-enhancing supplements. No, he didn't. All he said was he questioned the levels that they went to. Yeah. But if I was employing someone yeah. to take me to new levels, that's what I expect. Don't take me over the line, don't yeah. break the rules, but extend it as Let much as I possibly you, Russell, can. When you have a Royal Commission or an investigation, I think mm. the three components that are critical. Who presides over them? Mm. What are the terms of reference? Mm. And what sort of an outcome do you want? And unless you broaden the terms of reference, why in this investigation weren't Asada brought in? Why would Dr Bruce oh, Reed, Asada, they're still Dr Bruce Reed, one of Cronulla. the most respected medicos in, uh, in, uh, in our sport, who wrote a letter to the board? He had he had real doubts about the high performance organisation of Essendon. That was, was never no ever revealed. There was no powers behind it. Sorry? There was no powers behind it. And Evans has just turned around so and said, the "I'll end, put myself up for election." So at oh, the end, November. In, at the end, no, well, he well he was honourable. He was honourable, and he, he was he he was very embarrassed by it. But in inverted commas, the end result was that they've got a pro. They've got a mm, they, nothing. No, nothing. They've, they've got a problem in terms Move of the way they convey and move and uh, address issues. Going right, they're six from With six. With only a month to go of State of Origin, New South Wales coach Laurie Daly has stated he's close to already having his team finalised and that he'll let players selected know well before the official team announcement. Uh, a new coach, new ideas, I guess you agree. I think I it's fantastic. It. Remember the years gone by, uh, New South Wales... Queensland, your team would be sitting up there going, oh, we've got nothing to worry about. New South Wales would be catching, killing their own. They'd be eating the young, saying, don't pick him, he's no good. Don't pick Jamie Soward. Don't pick this guy. Don't pick John Sutton. Now Laurie Daly said, I'm taking control. I've got mm. my 15 players. In fact, I'll let you know a week before the announcement. How good is that? You don't it's think good. the Queenslanders know? They all know on the Monday night exactly. to pack, to pack their bags. And not only that, but adds a lot of stability in the knowledge that you're there. You get rid of your says, nerves, you get says, prepared. He says, don't worry about reading whatever the rubbish yeah. is in the paper. The only problem, of course, is you've got Brett Stewart, you've got Paul Gallon, you've got Morris, you know, on the side. Of course, they're going to be injury issues. They're, they're going to be, be things issues, that change yeah. around. But the bottom line is the stability that Laurie has brought, the control that he's brought. Yeah. He says, and we interview him uh, shortly, he says that... He has so far got so far ahead of his planning that he's sitting there going, I'm questioning oh, my Larry, planning. please don't get ahead of yourself there. You just do what you've got to do. Uh, I'm going to say you've inherited a very good side. No, he hasn't. You got the... He's inherited a side that hasn't won for seven years. Yeah, but it's got a good culture there. Ricky Stewart's no, it hasn't. FBI... It hasn't got a good culture. Oh, I think it has. it has. It's got potential, but it's not good because it hasn't won. Potential is there, yes, I agree. But he's, he's inherited a train wreck and he's got to get it back on the tracks. Well, and that interview is going to air next train week. Wreck. Some great questions Excuse by the bloke that. who interviews him. Uh, back to the <laughs> AFL and Geelong are sitting equal top with six wins from six starts. After many thought they'd fade away and finish bottom half of the eight at the best. Yes. Now, this great start to the season prompted one guy at the weekend, a commentator, yes. to say that perhaps this Geelong era is yeah. the best of all time. Well, you've got to take two things that all count. The new era, and look, if statistically speaking, you could probably agree with him. Because of the 22 or 23 years since the inception of the uh, AFL... Correct. 
the national competition. They have won three premiership. They've featured in seven grand finals. They've been in 14 uh, final series. They've won... Uh, they've been in 10 preliminary finals. And out of the 525 games up till now, they've won 61% of them. I'm so, statistically you, speaking... And go further... Are, since 2007, because two of us did our homework, Geelong 82% yeah, winning record. So Man United 71%, oh, but that includes you. draws. But Miami Heat 58%. So we're talking so one of the dominant winning teams in world sport. A, yeah, but that's in, in, in that's statistically speaking. I'd like to win. That doesn't mean to say they're the best side. In the VFL, oh, yeah, you had sides like the Collingwood, nah, the, Cal the Kangaroo side, side, North ever. Melbourne side. Best side ever. Our 1975 side but you, would absolutely you, belt them. You, Let but, me tell you that. But you were last in 74. 73, and then you uh, then you lost games in 75. This side is a dominant, dominant side for 10 years. I've got to concur with that because concur. they've got well managed. They've got a, a great coach of Bomber Thompson. They've got the best list management uh, manager as well. And more importantly, they've kept themselves contemporary and competitive and over a long period of time in very, very tough circumstances. The motor racing, the V8s on the weekend were in Perth. But unless you were there, you'd barely know. Not much publicity. The race are quite often shunted to secondary digital channels. And the new boys in Nissan and Mercedes, who you said would have an enormous impact, I did. zilch. Very concerned, So me. tell me, would Very, you be a bit concerned? they've Why? lost their top dog. They lost their CEO the other day. They've lost their marketing. Look, something's not right in the V8 world. I'll tell you world. what's wrong. They've got no money. Well, they turn over half a million dollars yeah. a week in corporate sponsorship, so they've got money. Can't they've got loyal them. fans, and they've got a lot of people watching it on TV. But somewhere along the line, they've got to decide, are they the second-tier sport or are they the number-one sport? And they used to have the sec... The, the, we used to love, we used to love always, watching. When, when the footy was on nine, for example, when they had that time when the footy was on yeah. nine, seven really pushed the V8s. Yeah. Now the footy's sort of being shunted. Well, not really. It just started off. You got a, This is a landmark week when they go to Austin in Texas. That'll be interesting to see how they go yeah. there. And if that, and I, but do you think do you, do you agree with with me that it's sort of started yeah. uh, that sort of filtering see, stage? It's been off the radar on. for a while. Jamie Winkup, you know, wait till they run, you know, have two or three, uh, two or three races till it gains momentum and it peaks up again. Yeah, we'll we'll still year, talk. Yeah, it's about more than two or three oh, races. Well, a this few year. handful of races. They've had that many. I mean to say, but you know, give it a chance to pick up. We've had the A League. We've had uh, all the other sports involved. And not too much of uh, VH. Well, mate, the footy's not going anywhere. Both of them are going towards the finals. You've got the Origin, you've got the Lions Tour. It's not going to be any easier over the next well, three or four months. they'll work a way to rev up. That, oh, <laughs> good, see? That's why he's on the big bucks. You never get that on Celebrity Splash. That's the headlines. But next up, ESPN's rugby guru, the one and only Greg Groudon, is here to look at everything that's going on in the world of the rugby. great game of rugby right now. And there's plenty. <laughs> Did I say great game? Yeah. Want to look at very average 15 rugby. There is plenty going on in rugby right now. We've got Super Rugby into the second half of the season. The Lions Tour is coming up. And more importantly, the Waratahs won their first game in South Africa since Adam played halfback for Bethlehem. <laughs> and it was a good performance too by Adam. They caught 70. Ooh, 70 scored was, 70 And points. they played well. The Kings were paupers, but they played well. The Greg Browden from ESPNScrum.com. I was yeah. supposed to intro you, but I Sorry. mean, your face is now oh, yeah, famous yeah. across it is the, the face of footytips.com oh, and ESPN Scrum and all of those other things. Just trying to help you out, Russell. Um, let's go back. Last week, we saw the Lions tour named, and uh, no surprise from our perspective. We watched a lot of Six Nations. Sam Warburton got the nod. 75 Welshmen in there, and uh, <laughs> if you missed out, you weren't that flash. That's right. Big squad. And obviously going to play a big physical game, 
big, the big, big centres, big back row, big half back. They just come out here to bash them, bash the Wallabies, and it could work. What about the potential Wallaby squad? Who's going to head that up? Well, James Hall will be the Little captain. Yeah, yeah, smaller guys. Um, that's the problem where. What about George Smith? Will he get a game? He's 48. Well, he should. He's older he than should. Me. He should. He's been the, the standout number seven. So he's knocked off George Gregan's record over there at the Brumbies. Well, he's been playing since you've been yeah, yeah, since your North Melbourne days, so it had to happen. But he has been the form player, and there's still a few little things going on with the Australian Rugby Union. Still got to get approval from the Japanese club, where Smith's contracted to, but. If they don't pick them, they're mad. They're absolutely mad. Okay, and then everybody's going to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it. Will Israel Folau, and we've had this same topic on our show, will Israel Folau play for the Wallabies in this upcoming series? Two weeks ago, I would have said no. Now I say yes. I think you'll see him on the bench for the first test match, and primarily because of the last two games. And I think also because he's a good bench player. He's a wing, he's got centre, he's got fullback, and he can kick. Exactly. Robbie Dean said he's going to be a legend. Well, they're saying, that, they're, they're saying that. They're trying to crawl him because they're so scared he's going to go to NRL. And maybe it's work. But two weeks ago, you wouldn't pick him because he looked terrible. You said he's going to NRL. You said he's going to the Bulldogs next year. It's the biggest street corner tip. Yeah, I was told he signed up. And then we've got Israel Folau coming back from South yeah. Africa. says he loved the going on safari and, getting, and taking photographs of giraffes. Chinese whispers will get you into trouble. Mate, you can go to Penrith <laughs> and go on safari any time you like out there when you're going... Playing the Panthers. Yeah, well, the... Hey, hey, hey. What about my man, Kirtley Beale? Is he back Your in the man. good books? Your well, man. Would you go out with him in Melbourne or no, what? No, I'm terrible to go out with Kirtley. You're kidding, aren't you? Oh. Have a look at my face. I want to keep that intact. Kirtley, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, he'll be there. I won't go on, there. I won't just go on good-looking blokes, haven't oh. we? Low at the bar. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, look at these. Um, Kirtley Beale, number 15. Yes, he'll be the test fullback. He came back for the Rebels last week, played 30 minutes. He's primed. He's primed. Yeah. He'll be in the team. So Maybe even 10, but I think he'll be fullback. He's a, so he's a reformed man. The, well, I've the heard last, that before too, Sam, like you. The last yeah. time he was given the, uh, the uh, if you mark up ball. again, we'll, we'll see you later, that was when he really played some good rugby. So he doesn't mind getting the odd whack across the chops every so often. Well, he's, the he's having plenty of times. Yeah. And he, but, I've been, but the interesting thing was the Rebels player were keen for him to come back a bit early. And a situation where there was brawls in South Africa, you thought they wouldn't want him. But so obviously something has gone on. Now, Bill is an on-field talent. The big problem still is how do you handle him off the field? They've got to, they've got to put him in handcuffs. That's what they've got to do. No, and, then no, we'll get... and on the Super Rugby, uh, we're forgetting the fact that we've got two teams well and truly in contention for semi-final spots. We can only have two. That's the, oh, just the, the rule. How's it going to work? Who's going to make the finals? Oh, well, the Brumbies and the Reds, I think, will make it. The Waratahs could be a bit of a problem child here. They could sort of knock, upset one of the other two teams because they're, they're starting to find some form. But I'd say the Brumbies. But the problem was against the Crusades last Sunday, there were some problems there. A few of their big players feel under pre- collapsed under pressure against yeah. a very good side. I just like the Reds. They're just slow. So the Reds will be top of the Australian no, I think conference. Brumbies will come top. Okay, and the, the Reds, Reds will make The it. only problem is the Waratahs with a few more... You know, Playoffs, go, games going on, they could cause some trouble there. So, so that's the way I think we can't make three of them. Can't make it. Or can well, there's a possibility, it? but it's it's Unlikely. doubtful. Right. It's doubtful. Unless Where's Dick Bayoni going to France? How does that work? It, you put him on a plane yeah, and, you and, say, then, and you say, Dick, when and you get to Charles to go airport, get off. Yes, that's a problem. He may not get off. <laughs> Someone better give him some instructions. But it's just not the smartest money. Q in the rack. Money, yeah. 
Well, I won't go there, Russell. Uh, I won't go there. Look, I'm <laughs> yeah, of the I, just, I think I he might up... need someone on the play with him to get him there. But uh, the point is, yeah, it's just basic money. Um, he'll, he'll be a phenomenon over there. Question for you. I know that the Lions Tour is a massive sellout, but has there been any flow-on effect for the Bledisloe and the Quad Nations? Well, there's something I'm doing for Scrum.com. I've done an interview with Bill Pulver, and he sort of infers that there are problems with ticket sales after Lions. And no, the Lions Tour is not a sellout, yes. You'll suddenly find some tickets. Matches. Not quite, I hear. Okay. There's some, possibly some tickets, but after that, rugby championship ticket sales, yeah. very poor. Bledisloe Cup, no one's interested at the moment. Just finally, one thing. Post O'Neill, how is rugby? It's, it's, it's got to get its mojo back. It's still hovering well below, but, you know, if you're going to do rugby lunches, stop bagging Robbie Dean, Sam. Yes, that's not helping. That's all coming that's what up. I've heard. A big rugby lunch coming up shortly. They're going to name the four greatest ever rugby players. You can put Campo and Mark Eller down there and on the other two, a bit of a toss-up. Good on you, Greta. Uh, next up, toss-up uh, up against each other this week, James Magnuson and Josh Dugan, the French Open and Le Tour, and kids or no kids on the footy field. See, we asked a big question. Yeah, lead to her. Just be a tour when I was around, but in the end, lead to her. This is Toss Up. We've got two opposition up against each other. We have to pick a winner. It's absolutely imperative that we get this right because <laughs> two so-called bad boys are making some sort of comebacks over the last week or so. James the Missile Magnuson won a couple of national titles after all his dramas. And Josh Dugan looks like signing for St George Illawarra. Now, who do you think will succeed? Not who do you like or want. Who do you think? Magnuson going to the Worlds or Dugan trying to lift <coughs> St George out of the doldrums? Oh, well, look, I hope they both, uh, and that's not the answer you're looking for. But Magnuson will definitely uh, be the winner, I think. I'll tell you for why. I'll not because of his why. current performance in the Nationals, which were outstanding, but the fact that he was big enough to admit to his foibles mm. and his transgressions, and he addressed them, and he made the comment publicly that, OK, yeah, I did, uh, I did, there were a few hiccups, but I'm addressing them and I'm moving forward. I'd like and to, I reckon, I just and wanna, I'd like to see I a Dugan do something like that. I understand where you're going. He did do it six months after the Olympic well, Games. Okay, so but... let's not give him too much of a rap. I actually think Dugan will because he's got more to prove and he, he's got the world at his feet, this young kid. And if he gets his head right, well, he can no, be no an origin player. He'll be a great player. He'll be an origin player. I'm not disputing that. Again, which game are you looking forward to most this weekend? Toss up. Sydney Swans, Hawthorne, the grand final replay or the battle of the undefeated teams, Cats and the Bombers. I've got to say... I'm going to say the Swans and the Hawks because we love a grand final yeah, replay. OK. I'm going to say the Cats and the Bombers without a doubt. For two reasons. I'm not totally convinced with the Cats and I'm not totally convinced with the Bombers. Oh. That might sound stupid. Well, Both I'm not undefeated. totally convinced with your comment. And I, OK, well, I'll tell you for why. For why again? That's I, four for whys. I, I'm not convinced that Geelong can keep giving away a five, can see the five goals start nearly every game and get out of a hole. And I'm not so sure that Essendon's form... Now, I know they've improved Make out of sight. Make a decision. Essendon and Geelong, the by but far the game... convincing. No, you... I'm far and above a more nah, uh, game that I want to watch. for a grand final. Oh, weekend. no doubt. The French's annual time yeah, to shine on the world stage is coming up with uh, the French Open, followed by Le Tour de Frog. But according to a survey commissioned in the coffee shop earlier today, they are both boring as you know what. So, toss up, which is the worst... To watch the French Open or the Tour, it's the Tour. Because reckon, no matter who wins, reckon, there's question marks over them. And without the Pyrenees, it's just a bike ride with 150 blokes riding bikes, good. 
day in, day out. It's boring. And yeah, I reckon Essendon's defence will be really tested by Geelong's forwards. And worse and still, Geelong will be tested. So every be a good time match. the Tour de France comes <laughs> yeah. around, yeah. at your local coffee shop, blokes with their meat and potatoes come and walk around in their footy boots and their bikes and sit next to... They year. call them mumblers. What are they going up the hill? They oh, call them mumblers. Oh, you saying, mate, I was going See, right their lips move. I don't stuck. understand a word they're saying. But more importantly, I hate slugathon tennis back from the end of the... So you're it's saying, boring. I love it when they stand up on their bikes. AFL commentator Brian Taylor had a dig on the weekend at players bringing their kids onto the ground in milestone games. Many have told him to butt out. So yeah. toss up. Kids or no kids? You played uh, 120 Kids. Odd. You would have kids. taken yours. But don't have a go at Brian Taylor. BT. And all you do good is, let me BT. tell you, BT's an outstanding individual who's got kids of his own and that would be a flip and throwaway line. Of course it I was. know exactly in the context that was, it was issued. You can't have flip so and throwaway So all you moral lines. guardians and... Uh, you know, uh, and I'll tell you there, for why. Lee, of course you take the kids, and he would have agreed to it. And these kids, when they're going out as babies in their father's arms, when they're 21 or a landmark occasion, yep. they'll look back and say, God, there's my daddy on the biggest stage on the hello turf of the MCG. Or if you're Justin Flester's kids, they'll be saying, Daddy, kick it to me, because he's in the back <laughs> pocket and the kids in the centre-half back. They'll be still at school with his daddy. He's <laughs> still there, let me tell you. Uh, that's the there pleasure. we go. That was a great segment. Yeah. Toss-up. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And I week. still think next Geelong. Up, happy Essendon time. Le- I haven't finished on Essendon and Geelong yet. The big finish and the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. You can tip Essendon and Geelong in the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the I Week. I can. I still don't know who's going to win. But I reckon that uh, Geelong's Essendon's defence, which has been the hallmark of their success. Happy birthday this week to Lauren Jackson, the great basketballer who turns 32, would you believe? Recently voted as the fifth greatest Australian female athlete of all time. And I reckon, even with Andrew Gay, probably the greatest Australian basketballer of Good all time. Good country Just girl from, from Albury, would from you Albury? believe? Going back there when she yeah. retires as well. Happy anniversary to World Series cricket. 36 years ago, plans were revealed for Kerry Packer's cricket revolution, and revolution indeed it was. And how indebted is cricket to Kerry Packer? And happy trails to my Melbourne Storm's unbeaten streak of 15 matches. Yes. Canberra snuck up on them. We're a bit complacent, but we'll address that very quickly. Just a glitch, that's all it was. How many of those 15 matches were you at? Was I at? Live. Uh, One. Thank you. Now for the big finish and the FA Cup is this weekend, Wigan and Man City. Is there a fairy tale story? No, no, there's no fairy tales up there. Not in that competition. No. Because money speaks all languages. Black Caviar has been rated the best horse in the world for the last six months in the latest official World Thoroughbred rankings. And on next week's show, we have an exclusive interview with the trainer behind Black Caviar. The great Peter Moody. Your roommate from uh, a week or so ago at the Warrnambool Carnival, I understand. He's domestic talent, uh, I tell you, you can't cook. LeBron James Awful. has won the NBA MVP award yet again. That makes it four awards. He's the youngest player to ever do it. Now for the Sporting Med Best Bets of the Week. You like Geelong. Yeah. Uh, eventually he found out that he likes Geelong to thump the Bombers. For me, it's Cronulla to take care of the West Tigers. Hate to say it. And our good bets at Sporting Bet think the Hawks will beat the Swans in the grand final replay. Been a big show. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, you know, I'm Sam Kekovic, and more importantly, you know it makes sense. I do have to ask about the bikies on the lamb. Has anyone else seen the bikies? Yeah, they well, they moving? consume a lot of lamb, yeah. Are they moving in on your turf? I think that, uh, yeah, but they'll, they'll find me a lot sterner than the uh, judicial system.